Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. It's uh, it's my birthday. And uh, Moshe and I are down uh, at Ferry. We've done, uh, we go to our, our favourite home away from home, up at Wombat Hill. And, uh, well, it's just been a spectacular day. We, we lucked out. The weather was going to be raining, which would have made our bike ride a really big challenge because the hills are very steep and the roads are very potholed, and with the rain they're very hard to see. But here we are. It's turned out to be a gorgeous sunny day. We've done a rather huge bike ride. Uh, the joke was there was a, a road sign that lots of stopped next to and pointed to, and it was, uh, it was a speed sign that, that said 80. Uh, and, and her joke is, but at that point in the bike ride, that's the age I felt. So I guess one way of knowing how old you are, if you ever forget, is to go and do something physical that pushes you to the limit that uh, 10 years ago wouldn't have been the limit. <laughs> and, and then you go, ah, yeah, that's how old I am. It's not my uh, mirror age or my real age. It's my endurance age. But it brings me to the topic of today's uh, podcast, and that is uh, a, a really important awareness, and, and that is this. As you ride our bikes up a hill, we now have power meters on our bikes. I got a, a Garmin bike computer for my birthday, and Lottie and I compare the amount of power we're putting out going up a hill. She weighs something just a bit over 60 kilos, and I weigh something just a bit under 90, or hovering around that point. So I'm putting out 300 watts to go up a hill at a pace. Lottie's putting out 200 to go up the same hill at a faster pace. And it occurred to me that this is an incredibly good metaphor for, uh, for work your power-to-weight ratio. If you come to work and you're all heavy and you're weighed down with worry and tiredness and anxiety, you're clumsy in your brain because you're, you don't know what your objective is or you haven't got clear vision, clear focal point, clear goal, you haven't got clarity, uh, then you come to work weighing it's not just uh, because you're not riding a bike up a hill. It, it's not the physical body weight that's important here, although it has an impact. It's more the metaphysical body weight that we're talking about, how much baggage you're carrying and, and how heavy, how much power do you have to put out in a day to, to deal with that weight. So... I'd just like to go through a few things that would make you feel lighter at work. And so it means you don't have to put out quite as much power to get quite as much done. It's quite, it, it, the parallels are, um, are conspicuous, aren't they? <laughs> because here we are going up a hill. Um, the, the 30 kilos extra that I'm carrying is not related to how much power I can put out in my legs. 
if it was 30 kilos stronger legs and that all that extra weight was completely located in a place in my body that was uh, helped me go faster then my power to weight my increased weight would would result in increased power but it's not it's distributed through my shoulders and my upper body which was built for kayak paddling it's distributed through my belly and around my midriff which was built for uh, uh, which was built for storing calories for a emergency so when we go to work how do we be light how do we bring uh, the power to weight ratio into a perfect place at work well the first thing is we need to be light light-hearted light on our feet light in our thoughts light in our energy light in our touch and instead of coming along and hitting things with a sledgehammer or hitting things with a crisis crisis hammer we need to err towards the lightness of being and the lightness of being is i i i, I think for the want of a better word is joyful but you know as i've said to people the other the other day the question's going to be, whose side are you on? Are you are you in leadership, or you're on the team of, uh, on the side of the the people that you lead? And that's a really important thing because being on the side of the people you lead is going to weigh you down. Being on the side of the people that are that lead you, being in the leadership team is going to light you up. So I think the first thing is. Uh, make sure that you're on the right team. Make sure that you're, you see yourself as part of the leadership, not part of the commonship. And even if you have some sort of accountability or responsibility to a group of people, when push comes to shove, the team you're on is that of the people you work for above you, rather than the people you work with, who are with you and below you. That lightens you up. The second thing is the ability to see two sides to things. And I say would this would be for me, uh, whereas I don't concur with the modeling of emotional intelligence as it's described in most theoretical corporate work, I think the ability to see balance in something means that you, you gain uh, an aloofness, a helicopter mindset. And the helicopter mindset means you're above it, you're not in it. The great gift of being above it and not in it is no matter how thick the mud, uh, how much emotion or opinions or turmoil or uh, rhetoric people are going on with, you're watching it from just a couple of metres above it or even 20 metres above it if you want to be that far. To be a, having a helicopter mindset means that you, you see the two sides of things. You see the two sides of everything. There's balance in everything balance in everyone there's no bad quality in a human being that you haven't got there's no good quality in a human being that you haven't got there's no good quality in a human being that doesn't have a bad side to it and there's no good quality in a human being that doesn't have a bad side to it and if you can't see that 
uh, then evolve your mastery. It really is important because it lightens you up. I think the third thing comes down to dietary uh, behavior. When you, you think about what people eat at work, what people um, consume at work, and a lot of it weighs them down. Um, in all the work I've done in my life on diet and well-being, I, I always say, eat for your work. No need to live. Eat for your work. If today you've got a heavy uh, paperwork program and it's a lot of uh, tax work or spreadsheet work, if, it's, if today you're doing vision work, and you're doing um, things that require more imagination and visionary and dreaming, then eat like a rabbit. If you're doing things that are require change and are involve implementing radical change and delivering that in in the sense of marketing, eat fiery foods like chili and uh, Thai food and, and, and things like that. If you're if you're uh, if you, you have to uh, talk to people about their emotions and counsel them and talk about hiring and firing people, uh, that's a, a very watery experience. And in that case, you need to make sure you've got plenty of liquids on hand and uh, that, that are a little bit uh, heavier than just plain uh, tea and coffee. It might be wise to go for miso soups and things that are more... Uh, not stodgy, but more milk-like. Um, and if it's air, if it's communication, uh, cross, cross-discipline communication, if you're doing a presentation or whatever, if you're doing, uh, you're communicating with a group, eat light. Doesn't matter what you eat, just eat it light and eat, eat frequently. So the air person will need to eat almost every 10 minutes or half an hour and they don't have to eat much, just a few berries or a, or a uh, few nuts or, what, or whatever because they're jumping from, in a way, jumping topic to topic, multitasking. So the third point I was making in, in power-to-weight ratio for work was about uh, diet. And the fourth is to make sure you're really clear on your priorities because Nothing weighs you down more than somebody else's uh, priorities. You know, your partner at home or or uh, your boss at work just comes in, this is really important, we've got to get this done and it's the end of the earth. And you go, yeah, well, I really respect that. That's your priorities and your priorities, because you're my boss, need to be my priorities. But your tr- stress is not my stress. And the ability to say to someone, yes, look, I understand your values, I understand your priorities, and if you're, if you're my boss, I have to listen to your priorities, but I'm not going to listen to your stress. Your stress is not my stress. So something that stresses your boss, something that stresses your partner, something that stresses your friend doesn't have to be a stress that stresses you. Choose your own stresses. And, and I think this ability to put arm's length between someone else's stress and your stress is one of the most lightning and enlightening things you can do in your life. The fifth thing, and, and I think this is really important, is, uh, is exercise. And I'm not sure how to describe exercise because if it's a heavy, if it's a heavy day, a day of heavy lifting, in other words, 
doing a lot of spreadsheets and paperwork and accounting, then your your day needs to begin with push-ups and bench press. If your day is uh, reaching for the sky and, and uh, doing vision setting and things like that, then your day needs to begin with a soft walk in a park. If you're doing uh, uh, marketing, if your day is full of marketing, then it'd be best to do sprints up and down hills. Watery things, go for a swim, uh, which is, you know, the humanistic aspect of life, the soft skills and working with people and people problems that need, you need to swim in that day. And if you're doing things that are, uh, you know, like presenting and doing the multi-skilling communication aspect of your job, then I strongly recommend getting on a trampoline or playing table tennis or a game of tennis, something that keeps you light on your feet, skipping. Now the problem, so there's five, and I'm going to leave it there, but the problem with all this is most of us are very bad at scheduling our day, and as much as uh, I'd like to suggest that uh, what I've said in these in this power-to-weight ratio for your work is easy to implement. It's not easy to implement if you're bad at scheduling. So there's a thing called cluster booking, and I've taught this to thousands of uh, people who run medical practices and uh, coaching practices around the world. And that is, you put all your marketing uh, processes on one day. You speak to your marketing people, you do your marketing program, you make sure that your sales program's on track, you do your marketing on one day so you know what to eat, you know what exercise to do, you know how to behave, and you stay really in the zone. And power to weight ratio, perfect for marketing. But if you go and put marketing on the same day as doing a, a, a human coaching or um, you know, hiring a client, well, bloody hell, what do you do? What do you, what exercise do you do? What zone are you in? And then you add to that, if you add to that another um, a booking for another appointment, which is set the dream and set the vision for the team and, and talk about the future. So you've got now three elements. You've got water element, you've got fire element, and you've got ether element all on the same day. And then you finish up the day by doing some bookkeeping or some financial controlling. And that's just a ridiculous way to manage. It's a heavy way to manage. It's it's polluting. The best way to do it is, you know, um, Monday is uh, communication day. Tuesday is bookkeeping day, if you want to make it that uh, and, uh, and, and reports. Wednesday is water day where you interconnect with people and, and, uh, do all the HR stuff you need to do. Thursday is fire day where you're marketing and you're pumping it out. And Friday is the day that I can't remember in all this, uh, uh, networking and training and doing the development. But you try to put as much of the same style of work on, on one day. And if there is like, if, if you're having client calls and you're doing marketing for your client calls, call from 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. Do nothing but that. Do nothing but marketing on that day. And you know what to eat, you know what exercise to do, and your power-to-weight ratio will be perfect for that day. hope this makes sense. If, I, if you're one of my clients and you're being coached at the present time and this is not clear, please feel free to bring it up at your next coaching session and discuss how you can best schedule 
and best manage your working week so that you your power to weight ratio is ideal for, for what you do and then there's not as much effort going up the hill today I had to put up 300 watts of power just to keep up with Lotto who actually actually got away from me on every hill because she only had to put 200 watts of power out because her power to weight ratio was so much less than mine and of course if we stopped and went paddling uh, a kayak in the ocean my power to weight ratio would have an advantage and she would have a disadvantage so um, you can see from this conversation how, how important powder weight ratio is at work and how it important it is in sport. This is Chris. Have a great day. Bye for now.